Hello and welcome to Stay Awake, a weekly guided meditation with a guest from our community, our membership community, if you want to join it, or there's a link in the description that shows you how I can join. There's people there live right now, like Nina Valentine, she's not meditated for a while, she's going to meditate with me. But what's really special about Stay Awake with Russell Brand is you get to choose a bespoke meditation that suits your requirements and needs, and then we do it live together. So if you think that's something you'd be into, become a member of our community, like Rich Lamb from Nottingham. Hey, Rich Lamb from Nottingham. How's it going, my friend? Hello, Russell. It's going well, thank you. Why is it that you want to do a meditation with me, mate? Life is complex and tricky. And, you know, and I serve my own I, get, I serve my own community. I do guided meditation at work uh, on a weekly basis. I carry out some transpersonal coaching and a bit of what I call coaching. And so, you know, it would be good to be able to be guided by somebody rather than doing the guiding. Now, Rich, I was told that you've got some previous with mountaineering and that you had a, an accident while mountaineering. Can you tell us about that, please? Yeah, um, it, it was about four, it's February 20, 24th, 2001. So just over 21 years ago or so. Um, yeah, I've been climbing for about seven or eight years before that. Lovely route called Tower Ridge up on Ben Nevis. We got to the top or the route practically. It's about maybe about 550 meters long or so. We had maybe another 40, 50 meters to go. And we actually climbed past the tricky section um, towards the top. My last memory turning around to Neil, who was unfortunately killed during, during the fall, um, felt, the wind, uh, felt the wind come to my right, turn my head around, and then 13 days later, I woke up in Southern Glasgow's ICU. So I was in hospital for three and a half months, went out a walk, practically talk because I had a pretty nasty head trauma. Um, lost most of my fingers to frostbite, so used to be right-handed. Um, so learning how to use chopsticks, sanding checks, other stuff, uh, and just readapting and, and, and finding a different way in life, let's say. Rich, thank you for sharing that with us. For those of you that are listening to this as audio, Rich just revealed his hand injuries sustained during that fall in which he lost one of his friends. And I suppose, Rich, mate, what I want to make sure that I do with this guided meditation that we're doing together is, uh, I don't want to sound dumb, but honor that trauma, participate in your healing, and help you, as you have explicitly requested, find joy and connection. And I think that a lot of our community will love that. You're getting a lot of love, mate. People saying, oh, we're glad you're still alive, stuff like that. Okay, so let's, uh, let's get into this meditation together. As I always say when we begin a meditation, if you want to lay down, lay down. But if you are, I am generally told that I should sit with my head, neck and chest in alignment. I pull my chin in a little bit to make my chest come out a little bit. Now, some of us don't feel comfortable closing the eyes. And if that is the case, you can just look down and narrow the eyes as much as possible. But myself, I close the eyes because I tend to benefit by limiting the amount of external stimuli. As one of my teachers says, we notice as the eyes close, there can often be an accompanying sense of calm. And it's easier to bring our attention to the breath and for the purposes of this meditation, Rich and all of you participating, I'd like you if it's comfortable to breathe in through the nose. Often when I'm meditating alone, I have support for my back, you know, I feel like, oh, meditation, man, it's a time for me to relax. I don't want 
my meditation to be like sort of Zao Zen or like some punishing form of meditation where I have to sit bolt upright and someone's going to come and whack me around the back of the head with a bamboo cane if I'm not sat proper. But when I'm doing meditation with you guys, I am sat unsupported. I try to tuck the pelvis a little bit. I pull the chin in slightly and with no tension, by the way, and no sense of martial self governance or overt discipline, just comfortably straight. And I breathe in fully through the nose and my inhalations usually take about five seconds and that's a good thing to aim for. And I try to make the exhalations a little longer because as any regular meditator will tell you that your body sees long exhalations as a signal that you are in a restful mode and that you're not under threat. And remember the purpose of our meditation, Rich, and all of you is to connect with joy and to feel a sense of peaceful ease among us all. To know that in the truest possible sense, we're connected. That all of us have at some point experienced trauma, perhaps not so vivid as Rich has done, so dramatic as falling from Ben Nevis and tragically losing a friend, God rest his soul, and sustaining injuries that will affect the rest of life all of us encounter trauma as we continue to breathe in through the nose and out through the nose try to maintain a rhythm of around in for five and out for seven and continue to gently observe this rhythm as you hear the sound of my voice and as you feel yourself sitting on the surface you're sitting on and you become aware of the air on your face you pay attention to your hands and the feeling, the feeling of energy inside your hands. You feel that life is inside you. Life is inside you. And as you scan your body, you know any sights of tension. Maybe there's tightness in the chest or tumult in the tummy. And as you continue to breathe in for five, out for seven, you gently allow all tension to leave you and you invite and welcome feelings of benign comfort don't judge the way you feel we observe the way we feel the same way we can tell if there's a sight of tension somewhere in our body we can observe our thoughts it's perfectly natural that thoughts come. The same way as you could be disturbed by an external noise, like my dog just exhaled pretty heavily. I like it when he does that. Or you might hear a sound of traffic or nature or people you cohabit with or people you live nearby. Planes. All of this external data, what is it? Do you ever think that sometimes if you can hear a lawnmower, think of the person operating it, think of their heart beating in their chest, or if a plane flies over, do you think of the pilots or the passenger, or the jet fuel engines working, or the people that loaded the plane, and the limitless complexity of our planet and its systems. All of these occurrences, 
be they physical, material occurrences like birdsong or a plane or a dog or a lawnmower, or internal occurrences like a thought, are taking place. And I want to see if this makes sense to you, to all of you, within your awareness. My feeling that I have a body takes place within my awareness. I can feel that I have a body, that I'm sitting on a chair. I can hear my voice. I'm aware of my thoughts. I'm aware of the subtle noises the room makes, the creaks and the buzzes and the hums, the creaks in particular, young, posited, might be subtle ripples of the collective unconscious, subtle signals from forces different to discern in our chat on locals and you can become a member of the community there someone said i pray but i don't meditate well the reason we meditate the reason i meditate is because i believe there are numerous ways i can connect to god one through people God is just as much in everyone else as God is within me. One through nature, that which has been created unbidden by man, is evidence of at least intelligence and possibly more. But in the case of meditation, I sense that conscious awareness, the subjective experience of being rich, or Russell, or you, is the original phenomena, the original condition of our reality. What I'm saying is, is that all of the material, even complex ideas like dark energy and dark matter that you can't really, I suppose, fully evaluate as material by the usual metrics that would apply, were by definition contained within the sub-molecular mass that preceded the Big Bang. All of it. You, your mum, your dad, your dog, the aeroplane, all noise, all sensory information, all light, all non-light, all dark and shade and black holes and wormholes and quarks and bisons and atoms and molecules, the Eiffel Tower. All of this was waiting to unfold from this dense, highly charged sub-particular point that existed just a second before the Big Bang. There's nothing in evolutionary analysis that suggests that consciousness at some point emerges from these processes. That is our assumption. Our assumption is because we know that 300 million years ago on this planet when it was just 48 million years old because there were no humans to experience consciousness that there was no consciousness but the fact is the hard problem of consciousness is that no one knows where it comes from or what it is or whether or not anyone else verifiably has it put simply the only thing you know for sure is that you are aware everything else could be an illusion 
Let's breathe a little deeply now. The eyes still closed, the face relaxed, the shoulders relaxed, the chin tucked in. Even though we're only breathing in for five, we're pulling in more air. We're bringing in as much air to the body as we can, fully in. Fully out, both in and out through the nose. Remember, don't stop inhaling till you cannot inhale anymore. Fully inhale. Notice how easy it is to stop inhaling before you're fully inhaled. Till you, you can stop before capacity. I'm inviting you to go to capacity. Same with the exhalation. Exhale all of the air from you, all the way in, all the way out. Full, empty, all the way in, all the way out. Now relax your shoulders and your face. The shoulders should not move. Aim this towards your belly. Remain straight, chin slightly tucked in, pelvis slightly tucked, face fully relaxed. Just keep breathing fully in, fully out lovingly. It's not an attack on the body. This is a loving, gentle, symbiotic relationship between the internal and the external world that invites you to consider whether those categories even exist at all. Certainly they are arbitrary. Where does your body end? Where does space begin? As John Lennon said, that when you look up into the sky, it's difficult not to recognize that you are standing in sky, because where does the sky begin and end? And even that category melts away into meaninglessness when placed into the cosmological context of infinite space, that even our ideas of north and south and up and down are simply local customs when you're on a tiny speck amidst the infinite and yet simultaneously all reality takes place within you fully in fully out fully in fully out relaxing and now let's for the final 10 breaths with the eyes still closed move to Wim Hof breaths now Wim Hof breaths as I am calling them and out of respect for my teacher but of course what I really mean is oral full inhalation so you breathe into your belly then your chest, then the rest. <laughs> Breathing in fully and then exhaling fully. <sighs> no hold. Breathe in, fully in, fully out. So it sounds like this. <sighs> Don't lift them shoulders. Keep that chin tucked. Keep doing it. Fully in, fully out. Five more. All the way in all the way out notice if your temperature changes a few more now one more now relax and breathe through your nose in a natural rhythm and consider that joy consider that joy and connection are perhaps the same thing that joy is the celebration of our unity. Joy is the celebration of our connection. Joy is the awareness of our shared purpose and the knowledge that whatever we achieve through our self-will is as nothing compared to what we can achieve through surrendering our self-will, knowing we are carried. Now, when you feel ready, just, not yet, just begin to feel your body, feel your hands, feel your feet a little bit. Get ready to just gently return, taking your time taking your time because there's no point us doing all this meditation and breath work and then going out into the world and treating people unreasonably or being impatient the whole of your life the whole of my life must become a meditation 
Now, wherever you're watching this or listening to this, you might be listening to our podcast, and I hope you are. Subscribe to it. You might be watching us on Instagram. You might be with us on Locals. And if you are, that's our community. And that's where we choose who we do the meditations with, like Rich today. If you're already a member of Locals, let me know in the chat right now how a guided meditation could help you. And of course, we're coming up to community. It's between the 14th and 17th of July. Go to russellbrand.com to get your tickets. Mm -hmm.